Welcome to the Audiobook Lovin' series, a month-long event celebrating the authors and narrators that bring romance stories to life. Listen along as Viviana, Enchantress of Books, interviews your favorite writers and voices, share special guest posts, and stay tuned for some special information at the conclusion of the episode. Hi, everyone. Today, I have the pleasure of chatting with guest and narrator Lance Greenfield. Welcome back to Audiobook Loving Lance. How are you today? I'm fantastic. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. Thanks. Great that I'm talking to you now. So <laughs> this is perfect. Um, <laughs> totally made my day. And actually, I was like, oh, yay, anticipation. So it was good. It's been a good day. Um, for those that are new to the Audiobook Loving family, Lance has been part of the audiobook series in previous years. However, this is his first audio interview with us. So I've included the links to the previous posts for listeners to check them out and catch up. And because we've had him technically in writing, but still had him before, things like the routine questions about how to prep a book and all that stuff will not be included in this because he's already answered those. So today we're just catching up. Um, so Lance, with that, all that said, can you let us know a little bit about yourself, how long you've been narrating, how you got started? Absolutely. I started narrating six years ago. It was, uh, it was uh, I'm very good with dates. It was February 3rd, 2015. Um, I had reached out to Brick Shop Audio in Sunset Park, Brooklyn, uh, you know, fantastic studio in uh, Industry City. Uh, that's what the big building is called. And I, I'd reached out to them just uh, expressing interest uh, for narration. You know, I've, I'd like to think I've been a, you know, good storyteller my whole life. I uh, fell in love with uh, scary stories to tell in the dark when I was, uh, when I was a wee one uh, by Alvin Schwartz and uh, hearing George S. Irving's narration of that, um, even even in second grade, just like lit a fire in me. Like I want, I wanted to do this in in some capacity. So I got wind of an opportunity to to uh, cobble. Ah, I got an. I got ah, damn. I got wind of an opportunity to uh, make that happen, and. I reached out to them. They liked the sample I sent. And I came in, recorded an audition for four books, and I was very lucky to get two. One of them was Resist Me by Shell Bliss. And uh, she and I have been working together ever since. She's lovely. Um, is, is there anything else to that question? I think I... I think you got it. When you started, how long you've been in there, and a little bit about yourself. Uh, okay. Uh, well, I, I am an actor as well. Uh, I, I am tr trying to, uh, you know, build up more of a reputation in uh, film and TV. I've done, uh, you know, plenty of stage stuff, but I think, uh, you know, film, TV, uh, spoken word is, uh, where I fit best, uh, especially now. Um, True. yeah. Although, although Broadway is going to slowly start opening back up in the fall um but i've i've had i've i've heard some uh some naysayers uh, say that um you know most of the shows that reopen are i mean inevitably going to close right away because they just won't be able to uh recoup their investment uh mm -hmm. and you know yeah I, well, I call them i call them naysayers but I, yeah I think that is likely uh, yeah, but, well, it's uncharted territory right now. Yes, so, um, yes. It's uh, a, at least they're trying. I think of anything Absolutely. in life, I think it's a positive. Instead of just saying no, let's just give it a try. And or like I like to say, even if you know you're going to fail or you think there might be some you know percentage of failure, let it be an epic failure. Learn and move on. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. they'll I think they'll find a way to, to oh, make yeah. it work. I don't know, uh, but yeah, hopefully um, that can slowly start to come back to life mm -hmm. again because I, I I miss it. I really yeah. do. Yeah, I need to. Uh, it's I I love the theater and it'd be great to be able to go back to New York and and watch something there again. Um, did it years ago, um, but I just I guess the whole concept of being back to the swing of things and having the actors be able to work and things like that. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah. Law and Order made a made a big push to hire mm-hmm. as many uh, Broadway actors as they can. Good, uh, and I, I just think that's wonderful. Yeah, yeah. You uh, mentioned about starting in 2015. I was going back. I'm like, which was my first Lance book? And I'm like, oh, that's right. It was the Kristen Ashley one, the complicated. That was two years later. Uh, yeah, that uh, was my second book, like with Audible. Yeah. Uh, oh, that was a fun one. It was. And I think that's also where I figured, you know, the whole thing, like even with Erin, I think the two of you were semi, I mean, for you, you were new to me. For her, I think I might have listened to something else, but didn't put two to two together that it was the same. Because sometimes you guys sound different, even though you're under the same name. But uh, but that was my first, I was like trying to figure that out. I'm going, no, no, that's right. It was complicated. I love that book. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when um, last year, when we uh, did the interview and writing, uh, you weren't narrating full-time. Is that where you're still at right now? Or are you narrating full-time? I am happy to say I am narrating full-time. Nice. Uh, yeah. Uh, so one of the, one of the good things to mm-hmm. come out of lockdown. Uh, so before, before that, uh, I was, you know, doing, doing the actor hustle. Mm-hmm. Uh, sounds like a dance um, <laughs> of, uh, you know, waiting tables and on days off, um, going into narrate you know be mm-hmm. it uh my, my go-to w- obviously was brick shop but when i when i was in manhattan it was uh, audio media and that's on uh, 27th street uh terrific facilities very professional staff and um that was actually where i did complicated and mm-hmm. they just get the best work out of you possible um but yeah l- um COVID came along and just uh, completely took uh, going, going into the studio out of the picture. And I had to um, cobble together some sort of home studio uh, with, with the resources I had at the time. And it was, it was janky starting out. I mean, the work that came out of it ended up fortunately sounding great. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, they, the studios wouldn't accept, you know, sounding work yeah uh so i mean it was a lot of blankets um if they could hear a little you know sound waves you know coming off the walls uh if they could if they could hear the fan going uh Mm -hmm. then they'd ask you to do something again and eventually i uh, soundproofed it enough that um i was able to uh, really kick off like a series of books during lockdown and then in the fall, uh, when I moved, I got some PVC pipe, uh, some soundproof blankets, and I uh, built myself a uh, pretty, pretty legit sound booth. And I mean, it's roomier. You know, that's certainly nice. I don't feel, uh, you know, boxed in or cramped. Uh, nice. So it's much, much more comfortable now. But yes, uh, full time. That's great. Yeah, I know I, those those booths because of the. I know there's a need for it to be so soundproof and and make sure that everything doesn't reverberate. But those things are tiny, and if you're tall or just even if you were small, just in the same room for you know a bunch of hours, it's just like claustrophobic to a point. Yeah, I, I'm six foot three. Oh boy. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, uh, so one one of the booths. Uh, in brick shop was uh, called the brick box and it was it's very very tiny and uh, I would have trouble turning sometimes um, it's it's best for uh, people of the smaller persuasion yeah and now I have an image of you sitting on the floor um, recording because why need a chair when you're that tall yeah. <laughs> as you've been narrowing for quite some time now what yeah. aspect of the audiobook community has surprised you I think uh, I think the fans and just the the passion, the enthusiasm. Um, it's it's just a beautiful thing to see. I mean, these these you know groups like this and um, my Instagram, uh, the the amount of follows I've gotten on that, people uh, liking, sharing my posts, um, just just the, the the passion, the love, and the enthusiasm has been the most surprising to me. Uh, I've, I just haven't seen anything like it in, in my day-to-day life. That's nice. That's good. Of course. 
Yeah, I think the fans are great and they're very supportive of the narratives that they love, especially in romance. That's definitely something that we find here more so than any other place in other genres, right? So that's good. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah I, I haven't seen it in any other genre. Yeah, I don't think so. It's okay. It's, I think it's that whole concept of the romance and the, you know, the community building. And it's just it's so great. So I'm glad that you've been having a good experience. You mentioned um, Instagram. And I know that you originally had a Facebook page, but you weren't really active there. And then you went over to Instagram and you've been more active than in previous years. What made you decide to get more active on social media? I think um, that interview back in October uh, where mm-hmm. I really got to meet the fans and mm-hmm. um, just get a feel for, like I said, that uh, very palpable passion. Um, it just made me want to connect more. And uh, Aaron Mallon presented me with the opportunity to create an Instagram. And I quickly found that uh, for me personally, it's it's just a much better fit. Um, it's much easier to, for me to use as a tool uh, for, uh, you know, marketing. I, I'd been doing, I'm sure you've seen it. Uh, I've been doing this, uh, you know, book of the day thing, which yeah, was really fun. I love it. Yeah. Um, I'm sh- I don't know if you've seen, but I have run out. Yes, I saw it. I'm, going, Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, give it a little, give it another day. Something will publish any minute now. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and there's there's some holiday ones, but I'm, I'm not going to post those now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but that's been really fun. And uh, I, ju- yeah, I just like it better than Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, um, you you you'd said something to the effect of um you know don't don't get rid of facebook altogether but just where i where i was at the time mm-hmm. uh i was like no like you you don't understand i i want out <laughs> yeah no um, trust me <laughs> i know <laughs> uh, but yeah i just i just uh really like instagram a lot mm-hmm. i think it's where i fit best yeah yeah. I think it's um, and also great just to have you there to share and connect and have the listeners see what's coming out. Um, you cross promoting with the authors and just be able to pop in and say hi. That because of all this world that we're currently living in, I think there's a, a bigger desire and even a need for hu- you know for human connection. And even though it's through social media, um, it's still there. So it's awesome that you. I was really happy when you went over to Instagram and I was like, yay. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. In these books of romance, you play different types of characters. You know, the sweet guy, the alpha, the next door neighbor. What is your favorite type of character to play? I think uh, now and again, you get like more of an underdog type character. Hmm. Um, you know, not not just Navy SEALs and uh, billionaires deserve love, you know. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> jerking your chain. No, I know. Um, <laughs> But there, there was this one I did a couple years ago called Speakeasy. Uh, and the main character was a uh, brewer of beer in Vermont. And uh, he, was, uh, he was a struggling businessman, you know, trying to keep his business afloat. And uh, the female love interest was a recovering alcoholic. And um, I think three years ago, so I maybe... No, no, no. Uh, what he what he did for her. I'm sorry to talk over you. Uh, oh, go go ahead. What were you? No, say? I was looking up the book for you. <laughs> okay. Uh, he may, he devotes like a lot of care into um, making a non-alcoholic beer just for her, and uh, that just really uh, s- stuck out to me as you know being very uh, thoughtful, very nice. Uh, you know, he didn't need to. Uh, he didn't. He didn't need to spend a, a billion dollars uh, to you know, show her some grand romantic gesture. He just uh, you know, did something that really came from the heart, and I I thought that was nice. Yeah, yeah. So that was Speakeasy from um, by Serena Bowen, and that's part of the True North um, series that they do. Um, it's it's you know the the these characters are always interesting they all have something but i always uh, laugh with some of my narrator friends and i'm like so what are you doing today and some of them are like well i'm breaking out of jail and uh, <laughs> or they'll say hopping on the jets and going oh to live the life 
goes from the booth. I'm like, yep, it's still, it's, you know, something new, but it is good. And, you know, we love those moments where it's just something so minor, whether it's making breakfast um, or doing something like this, that it's just more real day-to-day kind of thing versus jumping off on the jet for dinner somewhere else. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Um, within romance, we have different genres. And, you know, uh, because romance is like an umbrella term and we have the subgenres underneath it. So we have the paranormal romance, the contemporary romance, fantasy, historical, so on and so forth. Is there a, um, a genre that you have yet to narrate in that you want to? That's tough. I've been pretty much all over the map. Mm-hmm. I've done the, the vampire. Um, I've even done a, a couple sci-fis under, under Lance. Um, I, ha- I haven't posted those because um, I, don- I don't know if a sci-fi is uh, really like the listener's like cup of tea. Uh, mm-hmm. Like there, there, is, there is some love in it, but uh, put it this way. I had posted uh, like a, a paranormal mystery and uh, it didn't get a lot of buzz. You know, it just wasn't uh, the listener's cup of tea. So I figured, all right, that's, you know, that's, that's not what they're into. I, I won't post the uh, sci-fi mm-hmm. ones, um, but God, it's tough to say. I mean, I did one with uh, where I played a vegan werewolf who was oh. in love with a homicidal maniac mermaid. Um, <laughs> his, historical romance. That's, that's one I haven't done. Um, and many years ago, actually, uh, I, I was in high school and I was, I was at a dollar store with my, with my friends and there was one book for sale called commanded to his bed. And it was like set in the time of Lord Byron. And I, I picked it up and started, started re- reading and who wouldn't, who would have known? <laughs> oh, wow. Who yeah. would have thought that's for sure. Wow. Yeah. And the fact that you remember the title, your memory right now is like astonishing. The dates, this stuff, I was like, oh, whew, he's good with his memory. Yeah, there's, <laughs> there's, a, there's a lot that, my, that the gray matter in my brain can uh, soak up. That's good. Um, along the lines of the genres are the tropes, you know, the friends to lovers, the enemies, you know, from enemies to lovers and things like that. Do you have one that's, that you like to narrate? I think enemies to lovers. Okay. Uh, I, I, I've always been a sucker for, you know, seeing people's walls come down, um, Mm -hmm. seeing them or hearing them uh, realize that they don't have to have their guard up so much and that they can, they can just be a person and be vulnerable. And, uh, you know, maybe they'll get hurt or maybe it'll really work out. Just seeing them uh, get to a place where they can take that chance. I've, I've always found really beautiful. Oh, so we thought it would be fun to get some questions from listeners. And we reached out to your official fan group, Lance's Rebels, and asked them to submit questions for you. All right. Yeah, they were really excited about the opportunity and came up with some really great questions. Um, so we're going to start now. All right. Yeah. Karen wants to know, what's something people would be surprised to learn about your process or about audiobook narration in general? About my process. Um, well, thank God the camera's not on. Um, there is a vocal warm up where, are you familiar with the shake weight? Not by that name, but I know sometimes you guys do stuff, but do tell. Okay. (laughs) You, so you put your hands together, uh, and you, just rock them back and forth. It's it's a it's a jaw exercise. I'm gonna I'm gonna do it for you right now. It's gonna sound really weird. You know, um, from someone who um, deal deals with jaw tension, um, mm-hmm. that's extremely helpful. Um, God, what else? There are there are some warm ups. I like other warm ups. I like to do that. You know, are, are a bit odd. Uh, I, I learned this one, this this one from uh, "Wishful Drinking" by Carrie Fisher. Uh, God rest her. Um, all I want is a proper cup of coffee from a proper copper coffee pot. 
I may be off my dot, but I would like a proper cup of coffee from a proper copper coffee pot. Tin coffee pots and iron coffee pots, they're no use to me. If I can't have a proper cup of coffee from a proper copper coffee pot, I'll have a cup of tea. Uh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, not, nothing too unusual. I uh, do try to um, just read, you know, a page or two uh, before I press record because... Um, you just got to get used to speaking, even if you've you know, been awake for several hours. Uh, one way to get warmed up is to just do the thing uh, without without recording it. You know, I'm a big stickler for uh, messing up. You know, I, I, I get anxious about it sometimes. And uh, if I just allow myself the freedom to just read a couple pages, if I if I make a mistake, don't stop. Just keep going. I sort of uh, can lose that fear of it and i can be a lot more relaxed when uh when the track is rolling that's cool do you do, uh, do you record your boopers um i i usually record over them uh not deliberately i'm i mean well yes deliberately uh because <laughs> i don't want them on the actual track and have an engineer reach out to me and be like what the fuck is this um <laughs> what <laughs> uh, yeah that'd be definitely messing with the engineer but and i know i think it's it's interesting because the the system that you guys use to record um may not give you the you know the easy ability to take that snippet and save it somewhere else or if it does i'm not sure if it does um but that'd be kind of cool i think that uh, listeners love to hear those because you guys sometimes get funny on those bloopers with the ways and the words and what comes out of your mouth. It's like, Ooh, that's a good one. I'm going to use that one. There was one, (laughs) there was a line, uh, from a book that lives in infamy, uh, for me. Uh, it was, it was the, it was a term chocolate wiggle. And I didn't know what it was, but I just like conjured all these images of like what it could be. And, every time the the engineer at audible like him and i had a great rapport um he was just like i'm just gonna let this run uh you take as many stabs at at this as you need get all the laughs out uh until you get it so there's a i do have uh, a two minute clip of me just trying to get this done um but i mean i'm i'm just fucked from the start i just i'm (laughs) I am laughing so hard. You can hear my epiglottis just going up and down. Um, but eventually, eventually I got it done. Um, <laughs> but yeah, now and again, yeah, you'll, you'll get a line like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it's, well, it's really funny how sometimes you're just in the middle of something and you either remember something and you start busting out laughing or someone says something or like a line and then you just lose it the laugh for laughing and you're trying to composure and it's just like not happening that you have to walk away and when you're in a studio that can be very difficult to do because you're there for a certain amount of time at least at home you have you know it's home you can do it later tonight if you need to unless you're on deadline then you got to just suck it up buttercup you know, but yeah. yeah, so chocolate wiggles. That's going to be interesting. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a it's a dance done when someone just has chocolate and uh, just really loves it. OK, I've started doing it. Yeah. Yeah. OK, so they, I know we do. Well, we do the happy dance. Oh, yeah. You know, but I didn't think that it was going to be. Now we have different dances for different things. Good to know uh but yeah we'll we'll start that with the chocolate wiggles for those <laughs> yeah see now i have to get you on instagram one of these days doing that <laughs> <laughs> you, I, Lance is I like think, i'm gonna kill you <laughs> i, I want to get followers not lose them <laughs> <laughs> nah <laughs> karen also asks uh, that she realizes that you're offered books that sometimes you can't fit on your schedule and how what's the criteria for you to choose your projects well i i have trouble sometimes saying no and i i do need to get better at it because 
sometimes I can uh, take on a little too much. Um, but I, I guess I try to negotiate as much as I can. Um, like I'll, I'll, uh, you know, feel them out to see, uh, you know, how concrete is this deadline? And, um, you know, if, uh, if they aren't able to make it work, like if they absolutely have to, you know, get the raw files uh, by this date, uh, you know, I, I tell them, uh, unfortunately, I, I can't do that. Um, but thank you for reaching out. Uh, don't be a stranger. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> I'm about to work on a title with Lyric and um, they they were very gracious to uh, extend the deadline to May thirty first. Um, you know they they really wanted to work with me, which uh, is just such a huge compliment. And uh, I just really I communicated to them that you know I I do have my hands full uh, with you know five titles for the month of May. Um, but you know if you are able to work with me. Uh, and uh, I guess, you know, be a little flexible with the deadline, then I can fit this in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I think uh, I know from a freelancer perspective, it's always, you know, scary or and just very tough to say no to things because you just don't know when the next project might come up. But asking those questions and saying, okay, I can't do it this day, but I can do it that date if that works is really a good way to have these conversations. And you'd be surprised how many people are willing to hold off until, cause they want their narrators. They know that the listeners are narrator motivated and they're happy, granted sometimes they can't and it can't happen. But most of the time I, f- I find that the authors are like, nah, it's okay, I really want Lance. And this is when we're doing it cause that's when he's available. So that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, I've never, I've never really had a problem with that. That's I mean, good. but yeah, there are times where I feel a little bit overwhelmed, but you know, sometimes it's there's just you know stuff in my own life that um, you know has me you know less than relaxed, and uh, it makes narrating a little bit harder. At which point, I have to, I really do have to give myself a break. That's my problem. I don't give myself enough breaks. You know, uh, mm-hmm. I just sort of power through and. Uh, I think just giving myself that freedom would do me a lot of good. Yeah. Well, Val had a question along the lines that she's like, what do you do to turn things around when you're having a bad audiobook narration day? Uh, Sometimes you just need to uh, assess where you are. um, And you know, look, look at, look at the deadline. I mean, is, is it due tomorrow or do you have a couple days? And if you have a couple days um, and, and you're having a really bad session today, it's perfectly all right to just walk away for now. Uh, if you must, you know, continue, you know, take, take an hour break, take a tea break, uh, listen to, listen to your favorite podcast and uh, you know, come, come back when you feel ready. I mean, there are days where uh, I, I just mess up constantly and uh, I'm just very in my head, but the next day I'll get two hours done and uh, I can read for like six minutes straight, sometimes more without a single mess up. Um, so, I mean, with that in mind, you have to think that a lot of it's just mental and getting getting to that headspace where you know you can just read for minutes on end that's just something that takes practice Mm -hmm. and uh just being nice to yourself uh having some compassion for yourself and taking breaks when you need to uh will really aid you good yes self-care is important including the and that's inclusive of work people sometimes they're like oh i'll go after work i'm like no no self-care includes work (laughs) it's okay to stop for a minute or two go get that ice cream or go take a break and stretch out um val also wanted to know if you had to pick one age to be permanently which age would you choose and why Hmm. (laughs) i think maybe 23 um 
I'm not someone who, you know, pines after, uh, you know, his high school days or his college days. Um, cause I, I didn't really like school. Um, but that, that first year in New York, uh, where I was, you know, just figuring out, uh, how to be an actor, you know, like I was, I was taught how to act, uh, and obviously I continue learning how to act, uh, but in school, they, they don't teach you how to be an actor. So just that, that, that phase of just learning how to do it, uh, where everything was just so exciting and new and just going to all these places in the city where I've never been. Um, I think that might be where uh, I, that, that, that would be the age where I'd want, I'd want to uh, stay in hmm. uh, and you know, all, all the hope you feel, I'm still very hopeful now. Uh, but I was, I was really hopeful then. <laughs> <laughs> It's a, yeah, when you're first starting out, it's that whole euphoria of I'm doing what I want to do. I'm doing yes. what I'm dreaming about. And, you know, they're always telling you, you can do it. It's, it's within your reach. You just got to work really hard at it. And as we get older, sometimes we're like, I've been working at this for quite a while now and um, not happening yet. Where is this? And I'm like, where's the memo? But, um, but yeah, it's a good age. That's definitely a good age. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Christy Reese is asking, is there a narrator or act uh, or author, excuse me, that you haven't worked with that you'd like to work with? Hmm. I think uh, narrator wise, I think I've run the gamut. Mm -hmm. uh, authors, author, author, author. Ah, nothing, nothing comes to mind right now. Okay. <laughs> That's fine. I'm, That's I'm a lot sorry. of No, there's a lot of authors out there. I, I, I was like, um, hmm, I would be the same. No worries. Um, but if you ever, if you think of it, you can post it on your Instagram account and just, you know, We'll, we'll, we'll see it. And we're going, oh, that's what he was. Okay, got it. Good. Um, <laughs> I mean, maybe I haven't worked with the author because they don't like me. <laughs> no. I, don't, I, don't, I don't want to strong arm them with an Instagram post. Oh, no, 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 no. Give no. me a shot, man. <laughs> no. No, I think that there is enough work for everyone when it comes down to audiobooks that even if that's the case you oh, can yes. still have that list of wishful you know authors to work with and sooner yeah. or later the path will cross because they'll need you know someone in your category of, of narration so it's good yeah and that's why other other narrators are so fun to talk to uh, mm -hmm. because there, there's i never feel at least i in my experience i never feel like any competitiveness from people like we're just uh, you know, people who are doing this thing we enjoy and, uh, you know, we're not, we're not sizing each other up. I, I never get that feeling. Uh, we can just, we can just be friends. I think it's great. You know, mm -hmm. it's, it's a little tougher, you know, in the, in the acting world, you know, uh, for uh, film and stage. Um, yeah. Na narration. It's, it's a lot more like a family. There's more of a feeling of camaraderie. Yeah. A lot of the narrators that, um, that I've spoken to have mentioned and said something along the lines of that. And I've had a few that are also acting and they're actors and they say the same thing. It's not anywhere near like that in like the regular acting world and narration is also so good about that. And uh, you guys are not competitive. It must be hard for you guys though, um, considering in New York, a lot of you are living in that area. And um, Christy also had asked about like, how has life changed since COVID happened for you? Uh, for me, life got a hell of a lot busier. Um, when you have a home studio, uh, people just clamor to work with you because they know that you can, um, your schedule is your own. You don't have to work around anybody. Uh, and you can deliver as, as very quickly. And so, uh, yeah, the, the phone, the proverbial phone is really ringing. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, it, it got crazy in 2020. It's getting, it's getting, uh, it's getting crazy now. Mm -hmm. Uh, but yes, uh, so, so much busier. Um, and I love it. You know, I, I love, uh, 
I love not having to work in a restaurant anymore. I think I'm very thankful for that. Mm-hmm. Um, Alian Shorts yeah. says, what is it? Ugh, see, this is where I would suck as a narrator. I hate reading out loud. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what is it like recording things like Aaron Malice's play, Branched, and the bromance, bromantic comedies versus recording more in a solitary you know, situation for novels? I think the romantic comedies and uh, branched are uh, you know, truer to my roots. Uh, I started as an actor and uh, it was, it was really refreshing to get to do that again. Um, you know, it, I'd been um, just narrating for a, a full year and uh, you know, while that, while that's been tremendously fun, uh, I, I really missed um, just working on a scene with somebody and um just reacting to somebody, uh, just do, getting to getting to be an actor again. And mm-hmm. uh, Aaron Mallon uh, offered me that opportunity and I, I just had to jump at it. So, uh, Did you guys Zoom to record it or did you just do did. your... Okay, good. Yeah, we did. Uh, there, was, there was another audio play I did uh, where everyone just recorded their own lines. Uh, the, you, you weren't... Um, on a call with your scene partner. And I, I was a little worried about how that would sound, but I listened to the finished product. It came out great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, would, so would you then say that duet narration is probably potentially like one of your favorites versus dual and solo because you get to act off each other? I actually haven't done that. <gasps> yeah. Um, Lauren Landish uh, wanted to do a duet style with uh, Carly Robbins and I, uh, but then COVID happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I haven't been able to do that yet, uh, but I think that would be a blast. Um, I think that, I think I've done the, something like a duet style narration. Uh, I just did a title uh, that I wrapped up yesterday. Uh, can't say it yet, uh, but uh, for the first time, I was reading uh, the, the obviously my own chapters, but the male lines in the females' chapters, and uh, you know she she would read the female lines in my mm-hmm. chapters, and I'm I'm anxious to you know he, anxious in a good way to hear how that comes out. Cool. We'll have to look into that, and then you'll share it once you are able to um, post it and give us the info because that's. I think that's where the audiobook world for romance right now is kind of trending to move into is more of that duet narration where the characters are being voiced by the narrators across the whole book. And I think at first it became like, ooh, how are we going to do this now that we can't be in a room together? But Zoom has done wonders um, to be able to fix that, as well as, like you mentioned, having you do your own lines and then having the other person and then the engineer does its magic <laughs> combines. Yeah. yeah. I have heard, I, I fall asleep to scary stories. Uh, there's a, a YouTube channel, uh, chilling tales for dark nights. That is j- just wonderful and, uh, lives up to its name. Let me tell you. Uh, and they, they will do that. Uh, some of them will do that full cast production mm-hmm. where, um, a woman reads the female lines, a man reads the nail line, uh, male lines male lines and uh yeah it's it sounds great so i think that will uh translate into romance very well mm-hmm. um i'm sure <laughs> i'm sure there are pl- plenty of listeners who would uh you know love to hear you know aaron mallon you know read her her lines in my chapters than my female voice <laughs> hey it's remember it's the just enough to say that it's a difference i know that sometimes it you have a deeper voice you know yes. than, and so it's hard for you to do that whole more you know higher pitch and stuff but i think that you do a really good job with just giving it just enough where we know that someone else is talking and have it consistent so we figure out who it is but it's tough for the guys especially the ones that have the deeper voice so i yes. definitely do uh, not feel bad you know yeah one there was there was a day where i just had to like give myself a pep talk it's like 
you are trying way too hard to sound like a real girl. Like, <laughs> of course, the listeners know that like a girl is not reading these lines. They know it's you. Just raise your voice a little bit just so they can suspend their disbelief enough uh, to, you know, p- picture the female love interest reading those lines. Like, y- you don't have to hurt yourself doing this because that is tough to maintain. Um, like, if, 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 if you just, you know, re- read it like this, uh, like that's, I think that's a happy medium for mm-hmm. a female voice. I just re-listened to uh, These Walls Can Talk by Aaron Mallon mm-hmm. and uh, <laughs> the, the male narrator character. <laughs> it goes like this. Yep. And she's just like, oh, his male voice is really, his female voices really are awful. yeah it's you know it it, it's a learning curve when you first start until you figure that out and it's good when people can help you with that as far as like a coach or if you the reviews if you read those or your peers (laughs) i wandered into that hornet's nest once i'll never do it again oh no 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 No, i do not advise that cannot please everybody no no and even if you were perfection it's still you wouldn't please everybody so that's where it's important for you to do you and do it the way that you feel that is the best to do it. But I want to go back a little bit about you fall asleep to horror stories. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And um, one, here's one reason for that. Um, I find that um, because most of them are just riveting. So I want to, I want to listen to as much as I possibly can. If, if there's, there's a really good one. The harder I try to stay awake to hear it, the more likely I am to fall asleep. And the melatonin helps. <laughs> but yeah, it's a, it's a little weird ritual I've crafted for myself. Apparently, a lot of people do it. Um, well, I, well, I've heard about, the, you know, listening to audiobooks to try to fall asleep. There's an app called, you know, uh, Sleepiness, where the, the narrators are reading you bedtime stories in a very, you know, soft and calming, soothing kind of a voice, but not specifically horror. <laughs> so, and you were saying it was uh, the Chilling Tales for the Dark Night was the name of that podcast? Chilling, the- ta- chilling Tales for Dark Nights. For Dark Nights. Oh, they've got so, so much good stuff. Uh, there's, oh my God, there's um, one called The Stump and it's uh, narrated by this guy, Jason Hill, who is just excellent. And that's, oh, that's a freaky one. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we learned something new. You like horror stories and you like horror stuff. (laughs) Is it the kind of like the popping out out of nowhere from behind something? Or is it more of the the, the anticipate you know the the high anticipation or is it the gore because there's like three different types of horror sometimes uh the, the slow burn creepy mm-hmm. um w- one weird thing I, I like to do when I'm in bed is um like get into the headspace where like there's like a, a monster in in my house and like Why? you know how how still can I stay you know in my bed like can I can I school my breathing so it's not too loud? Uh, it's like ah, hiding from the creature. Um, it's it's weird as hell. I, I know. <laughs> but, uh, Do you have a puppy, a doggy, or I don't. Cat? I don't. That might be a good idea. <laughs> oh wow. No, I mean, uh, we all have that, you know, that nightmare about the boogeyman underneath the bed and and what would happen, but you're purposely doing that. Okay. (laughs) The reason why I mentioned the dog or the cat is because I have them. And sometimes you don't think that they're in the room with you and then they will jump on the bed out of nowhere and you're going, motherfucker. (laughs) Or you're in that daze of you're just about to fall asleep and you feel something crawling around your leg and you, and you're going, Okay, that oh that's right, it's the cat. Okay. Like that could help with that, you know, horror thing that you like. <laughs> Goodness. Uh. Boy. Also, Leanne wants to know if you could narrate a biography or a memoir okay. for for any person, living or dead, written or unwritten yet, who would it be that you would choose to narrate? Uh probably uh Freddie Mercury. Uh Queen is one of my all-time favorite bands and 
I remember following them just religiously in high school. I mean, I, Freddie Mercury was uh, long dead when I was in high school, but yeah, I, I got their uh, Live at Wembley DVD mm-hmm. and uh, was just, I mean, bewitched by his stage presence. I mean, he had 200,000 people in the palm of his hand. And if I, if I could tell the story of just how he got there and um, how, un- unfortunately, his illness came about, um, and uh, what he, talk about what he left behind. Uh, that that would be a tremendous privilege. That's a good one. Yeah. And I love how you're like, I, I was, you know, he was long gone and passed away. Unfortunately, when I started listening to it, I'm going, it's okay. No one's going to call you old. You're good. <laughs> It'll be 30 years in November. Oh, you're just a baby. Uh- <laughs> no, uh he will have been gone for 30 years. Oh, he would have been gone for 30 years. I yeah, thought I mean, you were I'm, saying I'm 31. Uh, you're still a fucking baby. Yes. <laughs> Shut it. <laughs> Some of us are older. Hush. Alyssa wants to say, uh, ask, what is it? What is your favorite part about being a narrator? Getting to connect with that uh, desire that was awoken in me at a young age to tell stories. Uh, it's something I've always loved to do and uh, to get to do it uh, and make a living doing it uh, is something I feel really, really lucky for. I mean, getting to pay my rent, my, all, all my bills, uh, feed myself with, with money I made narrating. It's really incredible. Um, yeah, I've, I've always loved telling stories. Okay. Michelle Bastard has a very important question. Okay. Favorite type of food? Favorite type of food? Yeah, Chinese, Greek, Latin, Indian, Japanese. Uh, oh, Japanese. Uh, but it's 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 obviously so expensive. You you can't do it too often. So, um, it's once in a while. It is like a like a like a present you give to yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm experimenting with like different steak recipes. I, I want to eventually make a steak au poivre, uh, which is steak with this uh, peppercorn cream sauce that I had once a couple years ago that just blew me away. So I want to uh, see if I can hack it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I, I cook for myself all the time. I, I, I love it. Uh, turn on a podcast, uh, turn on some uh, comedy and just lose myself in cooking. It's one of my favorite activities it's very relaxing oh yeah yeah do you bake at all don't i don't bake okay uh but there there are a couple like cheesy bread type things i i want to uh mess around with yeah that usually people are either the baker or the savory cook and the bakers are always very much it's a science you have to be precise and everything and to me that gives me anxiety because if you don't for if you forget to add the baking soda, that pumpkin bread won't rise for experience. Yep. Um, <laughs> and you're going, what the fuck happened? And then you're going to the checklist and you're going, ah, oh, fudge. I forgot that one. <sighs> yeah. Is there a favorite dish that you like to eat? Oh, that's tough. Um, <laughs> I'm going to be basic and say pizza. I, I know that's, that's not. Um... Well, no, no. Uh, my favorite meal is. Uh... <clears throat> New York strip sliced uh, widthwise um, as in like you, you slice like, you know, down the steak uh, with uh, garlic rice on the side. And uh, there's a Whole Foods near me. They have a, a red pepper Romesco, uh, which is amazing on top of a steak. And uh, yeah, that's, that's an incredible combination. Nice. That's good. So it's a foodie we have here too. That's good. Oh, hardly. (laughs) Well, you know, it's, we've been kind of stuck where we are right now. And so we've developed new skill sets. We figured out, Hey, this is actually fun. And, um, you know, when you can't go out to restaurants a whole lot, you learn how to cook. Otherwise you're having things delivered a whole lot. And even then that's limiting. So it's good when you can cook again, it's relaxing. Kelly Love wants to ask, who is your favorite Disney character and why? Who is my favorite Disney character? 
the the emperor's new groove is uh disney right yeah yeah okay mm-hmm. uh cronk is my favorite <laughs> disney character um i think patrick warburton was his uh voice actor uh i could be wrong about that let me let me see let me hop on imdb pro emperor's new groove but yeah i just i just loved him because uh i can empathize or yeah empathize with the you know the the goofy big guy who uh, just wants to, you know, lift up those around him um, and just, just make them laugh. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've always, I've always sort of been that guy. Where, where is it? There it is. God, this movie came out 21 years ago. Ugh. Yeah, Patrick Warburton. Okay. Um, and I just want to quickly correct myself. Um, the, uh, it might have been confusing the way I said uh, how I like to cut cut my steak. I said like widthwise. Uh, the proper term is uh, against the grain. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. in case you want to try that out. <laughs> <laughs> what What was that dish that you were saying that you're trying to do with the <clears throat> steak and the peppered steak au poivre? Uh, mm-hmm. So obviously the word the word is a steak and mm-hmm. uh, a u. P O I V R E. Okay. The French dish, tradition of filet mignon, coated with a parsley crack. Oh, you just make a bechamel sauce. Yeah. Yeah. Have you done one of those before? What is that? A bechamel sauce. Uh, no, no. Um, I'm uh, I'm trying to level up, you know, as a as an amateur cook mm-hmm. and uh, try more challenging recipes. Mm-hmm. Uh, a bechamel sauce is literally just the the start of any kind of sauce. So, like, if you were making a mac and cheese, yeah, um, you would start off with a bechamel sauce, which is the creamy part. So you're just melting butter and getting some flour. And, oh yeah, you know, making the roux, <clears throat> and then from there you add the cream, usually half and half, and then it goes from there, depending on what you want to do—a fettuccine alfredo, if you wanted to do a mac and cheese, if you wanted to do this, things like that. Okay. Yeah. We can talk yeah. after that because oh, yes. I can help you that. <laughs> I've made this in school before. So Okay. Yeah, be fun. If you could become one of your characters from the books that you've narrated, which lifestyle would you like to lead and why? You know, rock star, CEO, outlaw, athlete, you know. <laughs> hmm. I think uh oh uh, the, a prince. Definitely a prince. Um because I don't have to do the work of the CEO. <laughs> um, and I mean, you know, it's you, you're a prince and people just fawn over you. Like, that's that's got to be nice. <laughs> uh, so I, I think uh, maybe I, I'd like to be like to be the prince uh, or, or even the beer brewer that I mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, the prince. The prince. <laughs> path of least resistance i was gonna say you mentioned there was a little bit of struggle going on in that business <laughs> but yeah a prince so good okay let's see okay so that's everybody's questions from the group um okay. just a few more here so what song do you have to sing along with when you hear it mm. <laughs> oh god let me let me look through <laughs> uh rock box by run dmc <laughs> That's one that I will sing along to. Okay. No matter where it is, if it comes up, you're like busting it out. Oh, yeah. Uh, but to save people uh, from having to hear that, uh, I'll, I'll listen to it, you know, when, when I'm cooking. Okay. <laughs> you're the kind of guy that girls ignore. I drive a caddy. You're fixing a board. <laughs> <laughs> Not bad. <laughs> Great line. Yeah, that is a great line. Mm-hmm. What's your favorite word? Perspicacity. I've, uh, in my in my younger days, have uh, doled that one out to sound smarter than I am. <laughs> uh, and you know the, the 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 people who heard it, you know, were impressed. You know, while they were thinking inside, like, oh this little windbag can't just say keenness because mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that is what it means keenness mm-hmm. uh but yeah that's my favorite word 
Okay. What's your favorite curse word? Gotta go with fuck. <laughs> um, it's my go-to when I mess up. Uh, like I'll I'll be um, I'll be on a roll, you know. Just uh, been reading for a couple minutes, and uh, suddenly I'll mess up, and I'll just I'll dole out a nice fuck, you know. Just that that middle you just uh, mm -hmm. really lean into it, uh, and uh, it it uh, it softens the blow of messing up because I can just express myself right away and uh, move on. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so yes. Fuck is my favorite. It's very versatile. And uh, weirdly enough, um, yes, absolutely. Um, and the very first time I ever said fuck, funny story, um, I was in the back seat of my mom's van and I was, I guess I'd heard the title Huckleberry Finn and I was experimenting with... Uh, you know, replacing the H with, you know, other letters. So I'd be like, Huckleberry Finn, Puckleberry Finn, Fuckleberry Finn. And my mom was like, Lance. Uh, and weirdly enough, it was, it was my sister who told me that it, it was a bad word for farting. Yeah. Siblings. So like, yeah, like... <laughs> You better step away from me. I got I got a fuck real bad. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine if, no. if no one corrected me on that and I just ah <laughs> 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 uh, can't stop fucking. Why did I eat so much? <laughs> Excuse me a moment. I have to go fuck over here. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Oh, kids. Gotta uh, love but... the kids and the siblings. Fuck. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. Uh, but yeah, mm -hmm. fortunately, I found out what it what it really means. Um, mm -hmm. I was going into fourth grade. So, you know, kids are kids at that age are always posturing and mm -hmm. you know, cussing because it's cool. Yeah. So I, I learned what it meant. Yeah. yeah. It's again, it's just part of the communication and what we see and what we learn and we mirror and we mimic our parents and our family members and people around us and when we hear something that's why they always say like when you have kids or when you're around the kids if they say a bad word don't react to it because they think it's entertaining and i'm going i'm not that person to be there then because i will bust out laughing and say it's this is how you use it instead because <laughs> yeah you know i'm that girl um <laughs> so <laughs> but yeah no I i'm glad that you were of, of um finally told what that actually is otherwise would have been very, very interesting teenage years for you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, yes. Oh, Lord. Oh, my goodness. I like your sister, though. Um <laughs> <laughs> no, she was only two years older than I was. I mean, she was just as clueless as me. Yeah, I'm sure. But I, now that she remembers, she's like, no, that was a good one. <laughs> <laughs> So we've reached the part of the game of our segment where right. we get to play um, this new game that we've been doing. It's a two truths and a lie where our guest tells us three things about themselves with, as the title says, two of them are true and one's a lie. And we have to figure out which one's the lie. And I like to say we, because I like to believe that our listeners are playing along with me. Um, so whenever you're ready. Okay. Two truths and a lie. My favorite show is Everybody Loves Raymond. I've never been to Europe. I know martial arts. Oh boy. Never been to Europe. I'm writing these down. Hmm. So favorite shows, everybody loves Raymond, never been to Europe, and or you know martial arts. Hmm. Huh. I want to say the truth is that you know martial arts. Do I answer now? Yeah, you can answer. Okay, now. yeah, that's okay. true. What style? Uh, Jiu-jitsu, uh, some kickboxing. I haven't practiced in years, but I, I remember a lot of it. Mm -hmm. And uh, wrestling, I do consider a martial art. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I have my black belt in Taekwondo. Nice. Yeah. You, you ever seen the movie The Foot Fist Way? 
Um, probably, and just not remembering it right now. There was a lot of movies that we watched growing up that were, but yeah, why? Well, this one's from 06. It's it's about Taekwondo. I think I think oh. you get some laughs out of it. Oh, okay. I'm gonna look that up. <laughs> Got it. Okay, so now we have favorite show, and then never been to Europe. Hmm. Crap. Um. Never been to Europe is the lie. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I uh, went to. Uh, at the time, it was a part of Europe, uh, London, and Paris. Mm. Uh, when I was a kid with my family, uh, would love to go back. I, I would love to see Scandinavia. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I got a new passport last year. Uh, <laughs> gotta gotta take advantage of it when things ease up a little bit i am i am fully vaccinated now good yeah I'm getting um, my I, second dose tomorrow <laughs> congratulations um yeah I, I got hit with like a sudden wave of fatigue today oh um, no yeah but you know I, I i i won't let it stop me from the interview um <laughs> but yeah if there were if there were moments where it took me a little long <laughs> to <laughs> reply it's like that's why i'm like Ugh. Yeah. um but yeah, like I think that's that's the way it hit me. I, I don't feel like hotter, uh, mm-hmm. like no no fever. Uh, but yeah, I just I recorded a TV audition, and then uh, suddenly I was my eyes felt like little uh, one pound balls in my head. Oh boy! Um, Did you get the shot today, or was it like a day or two ago? Uh, Saturday. I got Saturday. It. Okay. Oh, but. Yeah, when uh, traveling, you know, opens up a little more and uh, mm-hmm. thing, things are a little less psychotic, uh, I would love to uh, go to Europe again and just uh, see, see what I've been missing all these years. But mm-hmm. uh, yes, yeah, Scandinavia is one, one region I'm particularly uh, curious about. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. So that's good. Okay. So your show, one of your favorite shows is uh, Everybody Loves Raymond. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Peter Boyle is Frank, yeah. Doris Roberts is Marie. It doesn't get any better than that. No, it's a great show. Yeah. It's a really good show. Cool. Well, that was not bad. I hope so. Listeners, let us know how you guys did in the comments for this podcast. Um, see if you guys guessed correctly what the lie was. And let's chat about that because, yeah, that was good. Lance, before we go, can you tell us a little bit about what you're currently working on, if you can share, and what's coming up next for you? Uh. Well, I just finished that uh, title I'd mentioned. Uh, not sure I can say the name yet, so I'm just going to err on the side of caution mm-hmm. and uh, save the save the announcement for later. Um, I have a couple titles from Audible coming up uh, as part of the Cocky Hero series. Uh, Bossy Burglar mm-hmm. is coming out on the 18th, and Seductive Scoundrel is coming out in early June and I will be sure to announce that in my Instagram. Um, if you haven't followed me yet, uh, you can find me at uh, lance.greenfield. That's my handle. Uh, and I, I look forward to having you on my page. So I have here the, I have pulled up audible and it says that the bossy burglar is coming out on the 6th of June. Did I get them mixed up? Bro, uh, I don't know. That, that's the only one that's showing as of right now. And that's coming out in June. So it could be that they changed the dates or no, no, no. My cruel salvation. I got, I got them mixed up. That is um, by Jay Kenner. It's part of her uh, Devlin Saint series. Uh, It's I believe the third book, the third book, I think. Mm -hmm. And yes, that's coming out the 18th and yes, bossy burglar comes out in June. Sorry about that. Okay. Um, and uh, I, be- I believe Seductive Scoundrel will be out in the same month. I've uh, got to check that out. I, uh, in fact, I just recorded pickups for that book today. Cool. So they've got they've got what they need from me now. Mm-hmm. I just got to put it out there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's been a little difficult for them sometimes, but hey, it happens. We have listen. We have books to listen to. It's okay. Things to keep us entertained. Oh, well- there's there's a lot out there. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Lance, for returning to this year's audiobook loving series. Greatly appreciate it. 
course. And everyone, thank you for hanging out with us today. And we hope you've enjoyed this interview as well as the series. And until next time, happy listenings. Thank you, everybody. The Audiobook Love and Podcast has special Patreon incentives. Join today to receive early access to podcast episodes, exclusive content with our guests, and much more. Support the podcast by becoming a Patreon at www.patreon.com forward slash audiobooklovin. Thank you for your support. Thank you for joining us on the Audiobook Lovin' series, hosted by Viviana, Enchantress of Books. We hope you have enjoyed this episode as well as the series. We've included audio samples of our guests' work within the post for you to check out. Please make sure to visit the main page, link within the post, to learn more about the series, the authors, and the narrators. Please consider leaving a review wherever you listen to this series if you enjoy today's episode. Make sure to follow us on our social media platforms and subscribe to the Viviana Enchantress of Books newsletter. Until next time, happy listening. Audiobook Lovin' hopes you've enjoyed this program.